actor and comedian Michael Fry. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Michael, people will know you from uh, sketch shows on BBC Radio, from RT Television, and and a lot of people will know you from your very popular online sketches. I suppose they really took off d- during lockdown, but yeah. you had a, a a fair share of viral hits. So, look, we've asked you to pick some pieces of music that have meant a lot to you uh, in your life so far. Is music important to you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big part of, I would say, my, my act and my career even now. Um it never used to be, but um, yeah, it was something I always played with in the background and always did and always really loved. So absolutely, yeah, really important. Your first choice is from 2007. So you would have been, what, 12 or 13? Uh, about 13, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up in Navin. Now, it's Grace Kelly by Mika, and people will remember this when they hear it, but it's a very flamboyant song by a very flamboyant kind of artist. Not very Navin, I would have said. Not very Navin. Why, why this? <laughs> I don't think it was something I told people I actually liked at the time, you yeah. know, because he was seen as a bit of a bit of a joke or whatever with the high voice and stuff. But it was all over the radio. Like we all listened to it, like, you know, um, all of our mams had either that CD or one of the now CDs and that was on it, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of kid were you? Were you sporty type? Were you the sensitive emo one or what, uh, <laughs> which tribe were you? Uh, I would I wouldn't I wasn't sporty at all. No, Um I did a bit of rugby when I was uh, maybe 13 or whatever. I never took to any sport, really, other than bizarrely the high jump when I was <laughs> in secondary really? school. Yeah. You found your I thing. I was bad at everything except for that for some reason. Um, no, I, I would say I wanted to be an emo, but my parents are very strict, so I was never allowed. I don't think or I never even broached the question with them. Um, but yeah, I was I wasn't I was pretty shy, actually, in, in secondary school. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I think you'd, you'd find it hard to categorize me if you knew me as a teenager. Okay, so there was clearly something about this uh, guy who was so unshy that that spoke to you. So let's have a listen. This is Grace Kelly by Mika. Okay, that's Grace Kelly by Mika. That's uh, actor and comedian Michael Fry's first uh, music choice today. You see, I'm seeing you in black and white. It's the classic story of the, a guy in a small town living in black and white. And here's this guy, a try a little Freddy. Was, yeah. Um, was that, did, did that kind of seem like a guy who had escaped or something to you? Was that, was that, was that, were you thinking like, that's the kind of guy I want to be? A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was also really impressed by his vocal range. It's incredible. Like, as yeah. in he goes like proper down low. I know he 
mentions Freddie Mercury in the song, but it's very Freddie Mercury. You know, Absolutely kind of very, so. very Freddie Mercury. So then at 17, uh, you were very young when you went to college. You went to NUIG to study business and French. Yeah. That didn't last long, did it? It did not last long. No, I was I, just very young going to college, you know. Uh, so I wasn't really prepared to live independently, I don't think. Uh, and I the whole way through secondary school, I was like, I want to get out of secondary school. And now kind of looking back on it, I'm like, I should have done TY. I should have maybe waited a little while before I went the first time because, yeah, I did not go well on my own, I don't think. But also I'd gone from uh, like Navin and I thought, oh, well, Navin's kind of a bit, you know, people are a bit mean to each other and it's a bit backward or something. Like, I, I think everyone thinks this about their own hometowns. I'm not saying this specifically about Navin. But yeah. uh, I arrived in Galway then and it was just kind of like, it didn't really change. The people I was hanging out with just weren't, um, yeah, it wasn't what I expected from university, if you know what I mean. I expected something a bit more open-minded, a bit more kind of, uh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know how to describe it. No, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, were you still shy at that stage? I was, like, painfully, like, I, yeah, I was very anxious. I had a lot of social anxiety and I kind of, uh, when I was in Galway, I kind of came to the fore and I realised, like, I actually can't do much. I couldn't go into shops on my own. I couldn't make phone calls without, like, having nearly a panic attack before doing it. It was really, really oh. inhibiting. Um, so, yeah, it was, I, I think, a combination of that and the fact that I was too young and just kind of not able for... Uh, adult life that I was like I need to I need to get out of here do you know because it's uh, wasn't good at the time so did yeah. you have to ring your parents and say I'm coming home like I'm yes yes I was did that? Uh, not amazing not great because um, I, I didn't manage my money very well either that was the other thing and you know I think because I'd grown up during the recession uh, or like I'd, I'd kind of it was what 2008 was the recession so that would have been my junior year I watched too many episodes of The Apprentice and thought I need to do business I need to get a job and I was just thinking about getting a job I was like I'm not going to get a job because I can't do an interview I can't speak to anybody I'm absolutely incapable of doing anything uh, okay. <laughs> so you, yeah you, you were really paralysed were you with the with the uh, anxi social anxiety oh and yeah we don't talk about shyness much people talk about mm. shy in a certain way and they kind of dismiss it but like when it becomes kind of almost pathological like I presume it, it, it is a huge disability in life is it oh yeah 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 there was there was points where I was like well what's the point anymore do you know as in like I, I didn't really want to be alive anymore because I didn't think that I'd be able to do anything uh, or or kind of achieve what everybody else could achieve you know um, I think in secondary school or in, in the environment I was in I think if you were well behaved people weren't concerned about you you know and I think well behaved doesn't necessarily mean mature uh, where I was very immature at the time but like nobody really checked in on me to see why I wasn't talking you know yeah. uh, even though I definitely wanted to you know so um, and what, yeah. what, what were you afraid of people is it yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. Of judgment everybody. of... Judgment, all that kind of stuff. I think at the time as well, I was kind of going through... Um, I, I'm bisexual, so I kind of okay. had to deal with that as well. And like at the two... What age did that oh, start coming into focus? I was probably yeah. 16 when I was like, oh, God. And then, you know, you, you're told all oh, might be a phase or whatever. That was the thing. I was like hoping it's a phase. Uh, and then <laughs> it didn't It didn't go away. So it was kind of like, oh, God, OK, well, I have to maybe accept and deal with this. And the 2000s at the time were incredibly homophobic, uh, just in terms of how we joked with each other and stuff like that. And I was absolutely 
all in on that as well with everybody else yeah, um, right. you know and I, I don't know if you ever watched The Inbetweeners but that's basically how we spoke to each other all the time you know okay um, yeah. so it was trying to trying to deal so with, that was, it was yeah. gay was actually like a kind of an insult pretty like, much um, yeah, yeah even though I don't think any of us really knew what that meant do you yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah so but you knew somewhere in the back of your head what it meant and that it meant you oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah somewhere yeah 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 absolutely and you were t- you're telling nobody this no nobody yeah, couldn't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't, it wasn't until I actually sat down with a, a therapist in Galway that I was like, actually, I should actually say this. And it felt so much better when I did. So it was like, okay, right. Yeah, it took a while to, to accept that, I think. Okay, yeah. so how old was that? That's when you went I to was college 17, the first yeah. time, yeah, 17. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that was a relief. Yeah. So your second choice is Shake It Out by Florence and, and the Machine. Why this? This will because uh, I, I decided to leave and uh, Galway or whatever. And this came out and I was a big fan of Florence anyway, because she got like Critics Choice at the Brit Awards years ago. And I was kind of like, I thought I was a real hipster for, for knowing that, for knowing <laughs> who she was, uh, even though it's like one of the most popular awards. And, uh, but yeah, yeah um, this one, because she was doing a tour uh, kind of straight after in that March or whatever. And she was going with The Horrors, who are one of my favourite bands. Uh, and I, it was my birthday and I turned 18 and it was the first ticket I'd ever bought to a concert myself. Uh, and this song in particular was great because it was kind of like, it was how I was dealing with myself as in like when I go to bed and I'd, I'd list and think about all the things I'd said wrong or regretted or whatever. And it was just kind of, it spoke to me in a way, I know it probably sounds very, uh, like it's very on the nose when you listen to it back, I suppose. But at the time, it, it came in. Okay, yeah. But know. this is what music does for us when we're misunderstood teens at wars with mm. our at war with ourselves. Okay, this yeah. is uh, Michael Fry's second choice, "Shake It Out" by Florence and the Machine. Uh, Shake It Out by Florence and the Machine Michael Fry's second choice it's it's kind of like a more uh, indie goth version of, of Shake It Off essentially I, I guess so yeah do you, do you, <laughs> and do you still like would you still give yourself a good old kicking in the evening in bed or do you still ruminate and stuff like uh, that or did th- you manage to deal with all that I've dealt with it I think I think there's just things you can't change and you just have to accept that do you know I think that's kind of how I'm seeing it. And also, like, nobody's really thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. So even if you did say something embarrassing earlier on, there's a chance nobody remembered it. So, yeah, Okay. So have you managed, you've managed to get over social anxiety, have you? A good bit. I think it's still there. I think it's still, you know, when you start, say, a Zoom call and you've, like, five different people in there and you're always just like, oh, God, everyone hates me. You know, like, the first, that's the <laughs> okay. first thing you think of or I'm being annoying or whatever. And then it's kind of like... Well, no, I mean, if you were annoying, then you wouldn't be having Zoom calls with people, you know, you wouldn't have a job, you wouldn't have, uh, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. So I think I'm more or less over. I, I think it's, it's always going to be there in different ways, but yeah. like in a way that it's manageable, it doesn't inhibit my life anymore. Okay, but you're managing it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you started college again then in the autumn, uh, mm. Trinity. Yeah. 
This sounds more your speed now. I mean, I don't know you well, but from your story so far, were you more at home in Trinity? I definitely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did French and Spanish then, and it was actually more uh, kind of what I wanted in the first place, which is kind of more uh, literature, kind of uh, poetry, drama, all that kind of stuff. I was really interested in that in school. Um, and it had the kind of added benefit of having the hard skill of two languages. Uh, and I was interested in languages anyway. So um, it was great. It was. Uh, I definitely found my people there yeah. I found my, my tribe and I'm still good friends with a lot of those lads from college um, so yeah it was great it was and great in terms being, of identity sexuality mm. and everything probably an easier place to be as well wasn't I it? thought it was yeah definitely yeah 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 yeah. so your next choice then is still life by the horrors where does this bring you back to this brings me back to I, I, I love festivals I went to Electric Picnic I've probably been about seven times I would say uh, and the horrors played quite a few times but there was one time it was after this album was released I think uh, and it's called Skying and uh, yeah um, this one's called Still Life but I remember me and my friend uh, have been doing impressions of the lead singer uh, for ages because he has this really operatic kind of strange yeah. he's kind of a voice um, and they were playing at like 8pm and like 8pm at a festival is like that's the time when everyone comes back into the arena after drinking all of their cans so we were well on at this point but uh, we were doing we were Oh it's 8pm is peak drunk I it? think it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was for me anyway. yeah. <laughs> but we went in and we were maybe two rows back and we were singing as loud as we could the impression of this guy while he was singing the song to the point where he saw us and he could hear us and he was laughing like the whole band was like what is going on like why are they doing this so I think I have a picture on like a digital camera of what what I, I when we were doing that I took the picture and it, you could just see the look on his face being like what are they doing like what's happening here uh, <laughs> but I love the horrors they're one of my favourite bands I've seen them loads of times probably more than most bands do you know um, yeah they're great I think it's really, isn't it great that you had a friend that you could do impersonations of the lead singer with the horrors with? Most people, their oh, friends yeah. would be like, what? what? <laughs> but yeah. this guy's like, oh yeah, is that the lead singer of the horrors you're doing? Excellent. Okay, here we go, Michael Fry's third choice, Still Life by the Horrors. is Still Life by the Horrors and that's Michael Fry's third choice today a, a, a very underrated band sometime when I have six minutes here I'm going to play the full sweep of uh, Something to Remember Me by yeah, the Horror yeah. Song which is it's an absolute masterpiece. I, I don't know a lot about a lot of their stuff Yeah, yeah. that is one of, I think one of the best pop songs ever um, next piece of music 
I think relates to your first job after you finished college at Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about this. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's I got a job at a family history website um, answering calls and, and kind of taking orders for DNA tests and things like that. But um, I couldn't find anywhere to live for quite some time. But because it was my first job, I agreed to do the 7 a.m. shift because it was the one they offered me. Uh, so to get in to the Keys for 7 a.m., uh, I had to get up at maybe half four, get the bus at five, and then the bus, because it went through the airport, would get me there by 20 past six. So then I would have breakfast and then sit down for my shift at seven. Uh, and my shift would be over at three, and we'd do it all over again the next day. So it was hell. It was so early. And uh, yeah, just I listened on the bus uh, to a lot of music that would make me go to sleep. Uh, so the likes to say, like, Low, or maybe that Sinead O'Connor album that's like, uh, How About I Be Me and You Be You. I listened to that over and over again. Uh, but one artist I really loved at the time who released a new album was The XX, um, which is where this this third track comes from. It's it's called On Hold. Uh, and I listened to it over and over again. Um, yeah. Before we play it. Yeah. I need to know more about about you working in uh, <laughs> a, a, some kind of an- ancestry DNA. So were these people ringing up with really t- intimate stories and questions and all that kind of Were you qualified to be dealing uh, with these people? Yeah, it was more um, so they could operate the website. So I wasn't a genealogist. You know, there was people they could ring for that. But like, it was more... Uh, because I think whatever it is about people, once they hit a certain age, they suddenly get very into where they came from. Um, so they would go through old records and stuff like that. And it become a hobby. Like you can kind of just go through different things and see who's linked to who and find marriage certificates and, and probate and, you know, kind of uh, just census records, things like that. Yeah. And it was kind of my job to help them use the website not to do the research oh, for okay, it, you okay. know but we so found you, out loads of interesting stuff you so know? you would preface the uh, I presume when they'd ring you say well I'm not a genealogist but yeah, yeah 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 where I could be like you can find that in this collection I can have a look for you or whatever you know that sort of stuff uh, and then we also did like DNA tests and things like that so that was uh Really interested stuff hearing about other people's family history and I did my own as well while I was there uh, any surprises no, I did. I've a, I've a, I've an ancestor on my mother's side who did a trial by combat. Uh, dur- <laughs> yeah, during martial law after the seventeen ninety eight rebellion, I think, because it was just kind of anything goes. Uh, and he won. He won a trial by combat against a man on a mounted horse. Uh, and they still tried to imprison him and then some lord was like well no he won he's free okay, so justice, justice justice must be done yeah, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> so he just went back to living a normal life after that which is funny okay uh, yeah. and uh, on another note entirely here's Michael Freud's uh, fourth choice the XX on hold the stars in the charts and the cards make And you start to orbit It could be love I think you're too soon to call us so When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on I thought I had you on hold I thought I had you on hold 
the XX on hold and if you think it didn't recognize something there that is a bit of all in oats there kind of mixed in at the end of it uh, and that is uh, Michael Fry's fourth choice so after the genealogy then you got on to the graduate program with Tourism Ireland this is a this is the most unlikely uh, life and trajectory I've ever heard. <laughs> it's insane, so, isn't it? <laughs> suddenly now, I've conquered social anxiety and sorted out people's DNA. So uh, I think I'll work in tourism. You were up in Coleraine, but it, that's kind of when the comedy started getting noticed online then, was it? That's it, yeah. I always had like a, a strong enough following on Twitter, maybe 400 people or whatever, which is like small enough, but like uh, I was just kind of making things to make them laugh and tweeting to make them laugh. And suddenly I was kind of getting more and more attention. And then they allowed video on Twitter. Uh, that was kind of a recent enough thing when I started doing it anyway. And yeah, I, I started pretending to be on the radio because I was kind of messing with music at the time and realised I could have a conversation with myself if I use the software in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, so I just started doing that and I did maybe five of them in close succession and suddenly it started snowballing to the point where there was articles being written about me and joe.e and places like that so it was uh it was mental it was very very quick and suddenly kevin bridges knew who i was or blind boy retweeted me and it was just kind of yeah just kept going and going and going to the point where uh i then kind of got headhunted by by joe <laughs> joe.e to, to work mm -hmm. for them so it was uh yeah bizarre um and did you you weren't doing any stand-up no i i didn't do stand-up until about a year ago or 2022 anyway so um, it again the social anxiety thing and like yeah. but to me it was kind of like okay well that's the pinnacle I've conquered I've completed social interaction if I do stand up because that's the hardest thing you can do um, but it took a while for people to coax me to try and do it because I was like no there's no way I could but I realised it's kind of you can do it in your own way you don't have to be uh, someone who deals with hecklers you don't have to be someone who just does straight jokes I do a lot of music in my set because it's like what I like doing and it's kind of uh, what kind of got me big enough during lockdown was was doing musical covers um, so I'm kind of I'm comfortable with it now and it's like just fun I think when people come and see me they're the people who want to see me they're not people who are going to shout at me or <laughs> that kind of thing I think we all get really afraid of hecklers when they don't really exist do you know really I mean? yeah yeah I mean I haven't experienced it too much and when I have seen heckles they're never funny. It's always just kind of everyone's like, "Shut up, will you?" You know, it's kind of it's never, uh, you know, it's very rare you get a decent heckle. So yeah. And your last uh, music choice is kind of connected to doing stand up. I think mm. isn't it? Are you ready for Love by Elton John? Yeah, it's your warm up song. Yeah, this is my warm up song. So <laughs> I did the Edinburgh Fringe this year with uh, another online comedian called Killian Sunderman, uh, who's very funny and like the best crack ever. And we did our first stand up gig together. We then decided to do a show together and kind of toured that around Ireland before going to the Fringe. And he was like, oh, I picked some some opening tracks for this. And he picked Are You Ready for Love by Elton John, which I remember loving when I was a kid, I think, because he had a re-release in 2003 or something yeah. like that. I remember loving that song. It was just like, I remember whatever show, whatever other choices he picked, I think he picked Mang Dinka by Sinead O'Connor and whatever. I was just like, I don't have any problem with any of them. They're all great. But this song in particular... I uh, I knew it was time to go to the toilet when it came on, so I feel like a Pavlovian response to it, where I'm okay. like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, but it's a great song, so I'm kind of yeah. It just used to make me feel great before we went on. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for love. Are you guys? You know? Okay. Well, so I won't play it until we're quite finished. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Go straight out to the little boys' room then. Mm. Um, what are you up to now? We're up to next. 
Yes, I'm doing a lot of writing at the moment. Uh, I have a sketch show coming on BBC Sounds. It'll be out uh, later on this year, I would say. Um, and it's called Lunchtime with Michael Fry. Um, I've got two series of BBC Sounds already called The Michael Fry Show, and this is slightly different because it's a bit more linear. Uh, I play a fictionalised version of myself, and I have silly interviews and musical guests or whatever. Okay. Um, so writing out at the moment, we're going to record it uh, next month. And... Yeah, doing some other writing projects I can't talk about currently. Uh, and then I am in something called Parish is Burning on BBC Radio 4. And that'll be out uh, around the same time as uh, Lunchtime with Michael Fry. So like kind of later on in the year. Um, it's strange being an online comedian because you kind of, you make things and they're out immediately. Whereas when you make things for traditional yeah. media, you have to kind of sit on them and cook them and kind of, you know. Uh, so I'm getting used to working like that. Uh, but it's been a challenge, but it's great. You know, it's it's kind of like, ah, I've been affirmed by traditional media, I guess, you know. So you that's what you wanted all the time? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, there's a few people asking, what would you say to any uh, one listening who uh, is suffering from mm. uh, or has had social anxiety and shyness, etc.? Yeah, it's um, it's a hard one. I think it's just kind of exposing yourself. Um not, not in a bad way, as in, in like, <laughs> like meeting different people and making sure you meet as many people as you can. And then you kind of get an idea as to what social interaction is supposed to look like. You know, uh, there's loads of people on YouTube and things like that where you can Google, OK, what's what are good small talk questions? Uh, keep asking questions. That's always a good one to keep okay, conversations yeah, flowing yeah, because yeah. the worst thing is sitting there silent, you know, so have something to say. Uh, and then I saw a great tweet that said, like, embarrassment isn't real, you know, because it isn't. It's it's all in your head. And I think the example in the tweet was like, why is it embarrassing to bring your plate up to a buffet? You know, as in, I, yeah. I feel embarrassed in that. There's no reason for that. Okay. Everyone's here for the buffet. You know, that kind of thing. Just yeah. don't, like, it's all in your head. Nobody's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about them. Just just get over yourself. You, you know? take a few risks there, do you? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. But it's it's always worth it, you know? Okay, Michael Fry, thank you so much. And we play out on your final music choice, Are You Ready for Love by Elton John. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Catch a star if you can. Wish for something special. Let it be me. My love is free. Sing a song to yourself. Man.